Everybody say praise. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. It's one of the main functions of the church is to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. We've been talking about worship for the last three weeks. We've been, I've, we have started with what, what is worship, then why worship, then last week was the atmosphere of worship, and I'm going to touch on that still just a little bit more, but uh, United Voices of Praise, that was awesome. They are a ministry out of TTU, and, you know, that's what we have at our college. That's what's going on in our college, and there's so many great college ministries going on right now at TTU, and we just pray right now that the Spirit of God would overtake whatever Satan's trying to do in our school systems, and that the church would stand up, and we would start to see breakthrough, and that it would come through us. It has to come through us. He's going to work through the church, so we've got to get to work. So... Atmosphere of worship. So today, praise. And why would I say praise comes first? If you've been with me, when I first started preaching, I did a seven-day uh, journey. And one of the journeys was praise. I, I don't know if y'all have seen anybody with the little keychains. A few people still show up with them and have that seven days of, of how to make it through your week. And one of them was praise. One of them was worship. But what is praise? Let's look at it just for a minute. Praise... What is praise? Praise is expressing a favorable judgment. Expressing a favorable judgment. I told you that Pete and I went to the Titans game um, Thursday night, and we were expressing favorable judgment in the first half. <laughs> and then we were expressing something else in the second half. Expressing favorable judgment. The first song, United Voices of Praise, was all about expressing favorable judgment. God is good all the time. But what else does it mean? It also means to glorify a God or a saint, especially by the attribution of perfections. Now, what's so neat about this word glorify when, and relating it to perfections is nothing can Go as far as God because God is perfect and He is easy to praise. He's easy to praise because He's praiseworthy. He's worthy of praise. There is nothing else worthy of praise like God is worthy of praise. No comparison. We praise the Lord. We, but you know what's funny is we love to receive praise. We do. You do. Why? Because we were created by God in the image of God. So if we love praise, who do you think loves praise? God. God loves praise. Say that. Say God loves praise. Do we love God? Do we want to please God? What does God love? God loves praise. So what should we do? Praise. Yeah. We were created in the image of God. We love praise. God loves praise. And have you ever thought that the things that you like, maybe God likes too? Did you ever think that? That the things that you like, maybe God likes too? Why? Because we were created in His image. Um, 
I have to fight my flesh every single Sunday at Sunday school, that table out there. I literally have to really think through walking out there because, man, everybody out there is enticing me to eat what is up there. And I offend people. I don't try to offend, but I do because they want me to eat it. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. I want it. I want it. I believe God likes donuts. <laughs> who, here, who here likes donuts? I think one of God's favorite things is chocolate ice cream. Chocolate ice cream. <laughs> What's neat is... The things I love might be different from the things that you love, but we were created in his, his image, and he loves the things you love, and he loves the things I love. Isn't that neat? Isn't that neat? So I'm out there fighting my flesh, trying to avoid, and I come up on my keyboard up here, and sure enough, here is a little treat that just would make a donut pale in comparison. And I'm like, oh, the devil has put this on my keyboard. <laughs> but I ate it. <laughs> I ate it. And I found one of my children and I showed it to them. And they're like, oh. And she goes, where is she? And I'm like, no, you can eat some of mine. Do not go hunt her down. I'm not going to tell you who it is so you don't get on this person's nerves. But you know just how I love that stuff? God loves praise. He responds to praise. He loves praise. But today I want you to catch one expression, and it's praise first. Everybody say praise first. first. Why would we praise first? Why praise first? Why wouldn't something else come first? Like let's say the fear of the Lord. Let's look at it just for a minute. Judges. Chapter 1, verse 1. Now, after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall be first to go up for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? Verse 2. And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Indeed, I have delivered the land in, I have delivered the land into his hand. I've never even seen this. Into whose hand? I believe it's saying into Judah's hand. Now, I'm going to show you where I'm going here with this. Judges chapter 20, verse 18 says, Then the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God to inquire of God. Now, what are they doing? They are seeking God. Don't miss this. They are going to inquire of God. You have questions that you have. Just like Radio Shack, we've got questions. He's got answers. But we have to inquire God desires, as as Rob was saying this morning, we've got to draw nigh. We've got to draw near. We've got to inquire because he has something to offer us. But he requires us to draw near to him. They've inquired of God. They said, which of us shall go up first to the battle against the children, children of Benjamin? The Lord said, Judah first. Genesis chapter 29 verse 35 says, And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Now I will praise the Lord, therefore his name shall be Judah. In the Hebrew, the name Judah means praise. And if you don't know it, names and words in Scripture are very important. 
And so many times they do not get accurately or with enough detail translated in the word that we read. And we have to dig. We have to inquire. That's why Strong's, that's why there's a Strong's concordance to be able to give you what the Hebrew meaning is, what the Greek meaning is. So many times you'll read a scripture and just think, well, it's the tribe of Judah. Maybe he just liked Judah better. No, it's praise. Praise shall go forth. Praise shall go first. And when praise goes first, the enemy hears it and runs. Our praise has to come first. When we are in battle, there is a reason why praise has got to come first. Why? Because it puts everything in place. When all hell comes at you and you praise the Lord, you have just positioned yourself for victory in your problem. The problem's still there, but you're about to have victory. Why? Because you have just properly aligned yourself to handle that problem in the correct way. What way is that? With God going before you. God's coming out of your mouth. You are praising the Lord, and that praise, the tribe, you are releasing the tribe of Judah to go take care of that problem that's in front of you. Everybody say amen. amen. Are you all with me, or is this a little... Okay, come on. Praise. Everybody say praise. Praise. Why should we praise? What's in it for me? What are the benefits? I'm a big cost benefit analysis type of person. Before we do anything, why? What do we get out of it? What's it going to cost us? What's the gain? How much effort is it going to take? Is it worth it? So, If you've noticed with worship, why worship, why praise? I'm glad you asked. Because it is a direct pathway into the presence of God. It is a, and I almost want to say the, but I think there's more than one way to skin a cat. You ever heard that expression? The cat lovers, forgive me. But... It is a direct way into the presence of God. And that is, a, that is a big point for your pastor to make sure that we know how to get into the presence of God. I do not want to waste my time nor your time trying to do things that do not produce the presence of God in our life. It is a direct pathway. It is the entry point. Look what it says. And now you ought to know this. You ought to, should have sang this song before. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. I believe the second part of that scripture is telling us how to fulfill the first part. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. How? By being thankful to him and blessing his name. Pastor, can it be that easy? Yes. God has made it so easy for a finite-minded person like us to be able to easily come into his presence easily instantaneous without waiting we enter his gates do y'all know the song i will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart i will enter his courts with praise I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. 
He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Good way to start your day. Good way. Music. I believe we have music for, for memories. I need music to remember. I can't remember so many times, but I can through music. Satan tries to use that in a negative way, but let me tell you, God created music, not Satan. We enter his gates, we enter his courts. It's the entry point, it's the starting point. It's a great way to start. And you know, as, as I talk about being positioned correctly when we're facing battle, it positions us with proper authority. You know the song, I fight authority and authority always wins. Don't fight authority. Authority has been placed by God over you, for you, for your protection, to take care of you. Don't fight authority. Understand authority. Most of the time when we fight authority, it's because we don't understand it. We've missed the benefit. Nobody likes authority, but it was established by God for us to protect us, to bless us for our benefit. In the kingdom of God, there is authority. And you know what? We weren't asked our opinion. Thank God. Good way to put that. God established it. And when we praise, authority is established. We looked at this last week, Psalm 22, verse 3. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Remember that when we praise the Lord, God is enthroned. We allow Him, we allow Him to be king of our life. We enthrone God in our life. The king is not only desired, but he takes the proper place in our life as king. I believe it's the beginning of the process. Your kingdom come and your will be done. When we praise the Lord, God establishes his throne in your life. What happens at the throne? Again, we're kind of going back into uh, atmosphere. But why do we want God enthroned? You know, it's, it's, it's easy and it's not easy sometimes just to take what the pastor says. Yeah, that's a good word. But, but it needs to sink in and you need to buy into his word. You, need, you know, there's a difference in just hearing a teacher teach and you literally buying into it and you going and doing that in your life. Last night, we, uh, Elizabeth and I took off a, a four-inch um, memory foam mattress off the bed. I'd gotten tired of it. I thought I didn't like it anymore, so I thought I'm just going to take it off. And if you've ever dealt with a memory foam mattress bigger than two inches, it is hard to deal with. So me and Ruth Ann and Sarah Bed are rolling on the floor trying to roll this thing up, and it just wants to expand back. And I got on YouTube, and I watched a video of how to, how to handle it. Now, I could just say that was a good video, and that worked, and then not do it. And left it to lay on the floor and collect dust and dog hair and everything else or just ruin. Or I could take that instruction and apply it. So we rolled it up, put it in a trash can, got a vacuum and started sucking the air out of it. And it was the coolest thing. But it wouldn't have worked if I hadn't have applied it. 
Now, what are you talking about, Pastor? You're going on and on. Enthroning God in your life is a big deal. Having God literally be our king. We were singing the song today, Consume Me from the Inside Out. Um, What was the name of the song? From the Inside Out. (laughs) But, you know, we sing these songs of trying to put God first. I'm running into your arms. I'm desiring you. But are you really? Are you really running into his arms? Are you just singing the song? What I want you to do is take it from the song into application and run into his arms. That's what Rob was talking about, getting wrapped up in the arms of God. You can sing the song and enjoy the great harmonies and the, and the spirit and the feel of that choir, or you can run into his arms. There's a difference. Enthroned. Why would you want God enthroned? Look at what it says. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its streets, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Verse 3, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp of, nor light of the, of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. This is at the throne of God. Now, Jesus taught us to pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. God desires for his throne to be set up in your life. God desires for his throne, for his kingdom to be here on earth because he is with us. So what happens at the throne? Each tree yielding fruit every month. Around God's throne, he does not have a bad month. There's not a month where there's no fruit. It's prosperity. It's kingdom prosperity. The leaves for the healing of the nations. There's healing at the throne of God. No more curse, but that the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. They shall see His face. We shall see the Lord in in our walk with Him. No night, no lamp, God gives the light. And I love that this scripture was here, that, he, that they or we shall reign forever. And that's what we sang this morning, forever reign. That is a blessing for us, that we would reign. How many here wants the throne of God in your life? How many here wants God on the throne in your life? Some of us need to be dethroned. We're in the wrong seat. Have you ever sat in the wrong seat? It's kind of awkward. I don't like being in the wrong seat. I like being in the right seat. What if I don't understand the throne? Our blessings are not limited to our understanding. Our blessings are not limited to our understanding. God does not only bless us as far as our understanding goes. God blesses us. When he comes, he comes with all his glory, regardless of your understanding. 
When we get the throne, what else do we receive? Remember, praising the Lord enthrones God in our lives. We get the king. Why praise? Next one. I like this one. Because we're commanded to. I like clear instruction. I don't like it when my wife hopes I figure out what I need to be doing. I don't, like to tr- I don't like her to think, I don't like her to hope I get it right. I like to be told what, what she's looking for. Because so many times, how many of you guys just don't get it? Wives, how many times your guys don't get it? Thank you. <laughs> exactly. I want to get it right Some, most of the time. Sometimes we don't get it on purpose. Sometimes we selectively miss here what we need to do, take out the trash or whatever. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say, Aaron? Crazy cycle. Crazy cycle. Yes. We're not going to go into that one. Not bad, just different. Right? But I like clear instruction. Psalm 22 says, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him. All of all you offspring of Israel, it's not an option. It's obedience. And you know what's so great is it is for our benefit. It is for our benefit. Obedience is the key to blessing. So why praise? Y'all are going to like this one. I hope. For deliverance. For deliverance from discouragement and depression. It says in Isaiah 61, 3, The garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You clothe yourself in praise. And remember, praise first. You get up in the morning and start praising the Lord. Discouragement can't can't get in. You may wake up and it's already there. Well, you need to fight it off. You need to praise the Lord and praise the Lord and praise the Lord. It says that the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, you don't go to work in your jammies, right? I hope you don't. You dress yourself, whether you feel like it or not. You change first. Same as physical dressing. Instead of clothing yourself in negative statements, negative thoughts, negative attitudes, you replace that with praise to God. If... I believe this will change someone's life if you'll grasp this. It is so easy and it's commonplace for our world to throw out negative statements regularly toward our spouses, toward our bosses, toward life, toward God. Stop it. Be quiet and praise the Lord. What's the scripture that he wants to give you the desires of his heart, the desires of your heart? He wants to give you, he wants to impart into you the correct desires, kingdom desires.
And he wants those desires literally to become your desires. And his word tells us that we can take every thought captive. You do have control over your negative thoughts. You do. The Hebrew word for garment shows praise is more than just a piece of clothing casually thrown over the shoulders. It literally teaches us to wrap or cover ourselves. And the garment of praise is to leave no opening through which any hostile element can penetrate. Completely cover yourself. The garment of praise repels and replaces the heavy spirit. This is for those who are oppressed by fear or doubt. When distressed, be dressed with praise. You can say it's a good word, or you can praise the Lord and be changed, be delivered, be different. Why praise? Last one. Hang on, I'm not done with that one yet. Almost. Isaiah 35.10. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. We come to Zion with singing and everlasting joy on our heads. When we come into the, into the house of the Lord, when we come into our home, when we come into our life singing Praising the Lord, you know what we receive? We receive joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing flee. It has to go. Why? Because God is so good, and God comes. And when God comes, He makes those problems that you have reduce to a non factor. The problems are still there, but you've got God with you. Everybody stop feeling sorry for themselves. That's what my parents always said. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop it and start praising. Why praise? Last one. For unity. For harmony. For unity to usher in the glory of the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 5. I think this is key for the church. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one. Everybody say, as one. Making one sound. Say, one sound. To be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and the instruments of music, they praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud. Verse 14, so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. I think it takes more than us all singing the same song together. I think that helps start. But I don't believe that uh, the Holy Spirit came down on the 120 on the day of Pentecost just because they were singing a song together. It's because they were one spirit, one voice, one heart, all focused and desperate for God. Church, somehow we've got to come in here together and get one. 
One, you parents at home, you need to be one. And husbands, you need to command it. The reason God used Abraham is because he would command his family to follow God. Now that word command does not mean to be a dictator. Jesus never was a dictator. But we have got to become one. Husbands and wives, you've got to become one. We've got broken families because we have gotten separated. We've got to become one. The power in the unity of praise. The scripture demonstrates the power and unity of praise and thanking. Through music, the trumpeters and singers were as one. Unity. Harmony. To make one sound in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord, saying, For He is good, and His mercy endures forever. And when we can be one... Lift up the name of the Lord together in spirit and in truth and from our heart. I believe the glory of the Lord will fall in this place so heavy that we can't do anything but enjoy it. But be overwhelmed by it. It was so heavy that the priests could not function. I believe it means it was so good that the priests couldn't, couldn't raise themselves to that level. There was no need. What's the need of a preacher to preach when the presence and the glory of the Lord falls on us? We need to recognize, and that's why we need to be able to have, and it's awkward, Selah, intimate moments during worship, during the Word, where we just be quiet and let the presence of God move. Not feel like we've got to fill the air with our clanging all the time. Can we as a church be praying that the glory of the Lord would fall in this place on Sunday morning? On Wednesday night? On our youth? In children's church? Let me tell you, the glory of the Lord can fall in children's church just as much as it could fall in here. In fact, I think that they're probably less programmed and ready to receive probably more than us. Can we pray together? Let's just end with this, that we would pray together that the glory of the Lord would fall here. And that we would respond accordingly. Y'all stand up with me. I do want to encourage you before I pray. You guys came in here today ready to worship. The Lord is moving in this church in our worship. The Lord is responding to our hearts getting to be one, and I believe we are doing it. But I want to encourage you, intentionally show up to be one, to turn our hearts to God and be expecting God to move in our life. How many here needs God to move in their life? You're desperate for, the move of God, for a move of God in your life. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask you, Lord, to lead us and guide us into all truth. Your word says that you would lead us and guide us into all truth. But, Lord, that we would be leadable, that we would be moldable, and that when we heard your voice, we would respond. 
Lord, that we would respond as a church and that we would come in here seeking your face together. Lord, I just pray that we would line up with your word, we would line up with your spirit and that the glory of the Lord would fall in this place. I pray over husbands and wives and families that they would seek you, Lord, and desire to be one to command that the presence of God, that their families would follow the presence of the Lord and that families would change. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Move in our hearts. Move in our youth. Move in our college. Move in our children. Move in the grandparents. Move in the single families. Move in the broken families, Lord. You may be here today and you may say, Pastor, I need to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I've never done that. I feel the Lord leading me to receive him today. If that's you, I want you to walk this aisle in just a moment. I'm going to pray a prayer with you. You may need prayer for some reason. I know that there are some that are facing tests this week, facing uh, major health issues. We want to pray with you. I want you to know that when we enthrone God in our life, he comes with healing in his wings. It's time to walk this aisle today. Expect the presence of the Lord to be here and expect him to heal you. That is faith, believing in the things unseen. I believe you are a healer, God. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Bring healing. Whatever prayer need you have as we sing, I just ask you, come forward. Let us pray with you. Those ministering with me, come on down. Let's pray together as we sing.